On demand. Gig economy. The sharing economy toolkit podcast. I've got a actually become a good friend here. Um, super smart. It's always nice to have a Canadian on the show. We've got Dan from Stuart. How are you, Dan? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me over, Chess. Please, can you just give us an 0100? <laughs> 0100 Jazz FM. <laughs> yeah, such a radio voice there, all babe station, one or the other. Anyway, look, um, it's super cool to have Dan here. Um, so Stuart's obviously one of the biggest players in the logistics market. Before we dive into the detail there, Dan, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, um, you know, and what you're up to at the moment? Yeah, sure. So I'm here in the uh, Stuart UK team. So we're based in London, but obviously looking to grow throughout the UK. Um, on the business development team, which is very much so, as I'm sure you're aware, anything from you know client acquisition to our team is also looking to build you know important partnerships and really help like our client base grow. It really helps scale our business. Um, before this, I you know I've always had an interest in startups. When I was in university, I uh, you know was part of a, a delegation that went to Israel to meet with different VCs, with different startups, different tech companies. Uh, I worked in banking for a bit before that, and then. Very probably the wisest choice was to make the transition over startups because uh, especially in London at the moment it is a very very exciting place to be. Great, absolutely, absolutely. And so, before we kind of kick off about Stuart and, and where they're where they're at and what they're up to, uh, I do have an actual question which I kind of want to see whether it is true. Is it is it true that Stuart was actually named after just a chatty flight attendant? Is that actually true? So so it's actually a great story. The um, not only a chatty flight attendant, but a really helpful one. So the story is somewhere along the lines of uh, our uh, co-founders were on a flight. I believe one had a, had a headache or was not feeling well. And just like that, they kind of put their hand up for a flight attendant to come by. Uh, his name actually was Stuart. Uh, super helpful. The guy just offering to you know get ibuprofen, bring water, help him out. And then it just hit them and they said, could you imagine uh, you know, a world where you have couriers that are able to drop things off, smile, be polite, bend themselves backwards. And it was just, you know, then and there, Stuart was born. Um, so it's a great story. And we also like, we repeat that very often because we also do have to remind ourselves as we grow that our mission really is to create this service that the end customer is just really happy. And the only way to do that is if we have, you know, the right people that are always smiling and always ready to bend themselves backwards. So yeah, no, yeah we're, we're always talking about Stuart. Yeah, cool. So anyway, um, Stuart originally were, is a French-based uh, yeah, HQ right. startup, right? Our co-founders are both French, and okay. right now, um, so we're live actually. So in France, in Spain, in the UK, great. Uh, France remains our biggest market just because that's where we've we've really started and really grown. Yep. Um, started in France, um, and then let's see, we're active in Barcelona, Madrid as well. But let's just talk about London. I think when the when the expansion. Um, when things were kicking off, it was very clear that just, you know, London and the UK presented so much opportunity. Um, there's, you know, the obvious case of, you know, more and more on the food side, for example. Uh, the standard is now that you order food, you get delivered very quickly. So that's the obvious side of the world in the world of on-demand delivery. But then there's just this huge untapped market uh, in, you know, I guess the retail side. So whether it's, you know, high street retailers that now want things delivered to their customers in 30 minutes, within the hour, at a convenient um, you know, 30 minute slot. And uh, we commissioned a white paper that looks into that. And some of the results are just really impressive. Like, um, you know, for one, one that I really like is only 4% of online shoppers have a favorite high street retailer that already offers same day delivery. So when we really? hear that, you know, our message to retailers is, if you can get something delivered to your customers really quickly, like, you know, 
that is yours for the taking because so few people are doing it. So right now, the UK, London is just a very exciting place to be it's, for, it's so for all things on demand. It's so th- interesting you say that, right? Because I think it's a combination between sort of... Uh, you know, generations and expectations, you know, millennials rather, the expectations are just so high. It's, you know, even this morning, I know when we were chatting in the office, we were talking about getting something delivered and and it was almost kind of thought, well, that's got to be delivered today, right? And we know that's possible because of obviously the area that we work in. But, you know, before we kind of whiz on there, how are you dealing with those expectations Are you and how are you managing to leverage off those expectations? Right, so... Um there, there's no looking back, really. The consumer wants things, you know, at their doorstep very quickly. I think that's that's a given. That standard has been set by, you know, the, a giant, you know, like Amazon. And then, you know, there are endless other e-com players or even uh, grocery stores that are offering this. Yeah, so that yeah. standard's been set. There's no looking back. How do we meet customer expectations? Well, we've built this platform that, you know, we look at a dense urban area and we say, okay, why do you need to wait two days to get something if you're living a mile away from the store, you order something online, you know, the existing model is this, you order something online, the order is then sent to a warehouse maybe 50 miles outside of London. It's archaic. Isn't yeah, it? it is archaic. That yeah. needs to be grouped together, put on a truck into London, maybe dropped off at a dispatch center, and somewhere down the road a day or two later, it makes its way to your door. Uh, guess what? You're not home because you're at work. A note is left. Then you have to walk to the post office to try and pick it up. And it's all just a bit chaotic. Yeah, yeah. We look at an urban area and we say, okay, you live a mile away from your house. So how can we get something from store to home? And that one mile journey is relatively short. So we can do that in 30 minutes. We can do that within the hour. We can do that at a time that is convenient to you. And guess what? If, um, you know, your boss makes you work an extra hour and you need to reschedule it, that can very easily be done on our platform because it's just sitting at a store a mile away when you're ready. Our platform is built to make sure it can meet the customer at home. Great. Yeah, that's amazing. That's absolutely outstanding. Um, and it's funny when you when you say it like that, it's like it just seems so obvious. It just seems <laughs> so archaic that, you know, these are the systems that are currently in place. But, you know, the logistics market is notoriously uh, pretty competitive, uh, pretty capital intensive as well. It's pretty hard to, to get things rolling. Um, you know, talk to me about your USPs. You know, how do you, Stuart, differentiate yourself in the market right now? Yeah, so I think um, very often people, you know, when I speak with them, they'll bring up some some of the marketplaces. So we work with food companies and they'll say, oh, are you guys like a delivery or breeds? Um, no, we're not. We're actually, we're not a marketplace. What we are is we are almost like a, a, a friend in the world of delivery to a lot of these <laughs> retailers or restaurants. We were telling them, you need your own white label solution. We are there for that. If you're tired of giving, you know, um, having to forfeit a lot of your revenues to marketplaces and you just want to be doing it in-house without all the complexities of managing a fleet of drivers, we can do that. Um, I think a, a perfect example is if you look in the food world, I, you know, sometimes you see uh, brands that they want to win their customers back. Uh, they want customers to be you know, ordering online and just they can do everything from that first step of the customer journey until they can even get it delivered to their door. Uh, and we can help them with that because, hey, again, you don't need to hire a fleet of delivery drivers to have that you know, flexibility and security of your own delivery fleet. Yeah. You can work with Stuart and we're there to do exactly that. Yeah, cool. And I, I know that you guys have said before uh, and you, you've got this word that you use, uh, you know, talk me through what, what is an industry agnostic market? look like and what does that mean right right for sure um i think we spoke about this a few weeks ago even um so 
traditionally, uh, if you look at uh, courier companies, even some of the more, you know, very modern ones that have very sophisticated technology, um, they've suffered from this really nasty spell, which is if they're working in, let's say, the food industry, uh, they're really busy at lunch, really busy at dinner. If they're working uh, in retail, they'll be very busy in the build up to Christmas. Uh, the trouble with this is that it becomes really difficult to allocate your resources. So let's take another example of food delivery. Um, it's really hard to get couriers to only work, you know, 11.30 to 1.30. Um, it's then you're then in a world where it's quiet for a few hours, come lunch extremely busy, maybe even above capacity, quiet again for a few hours, then come dinner, you're definitely above capacity. Yeah. Um, so at Stewart, our approach is a bit different. We are entirely industry agnostic. Which means um, whether you're working in food, in grocery stores, retailers, um, healthcare, pharmacies, florists, you name it, we can work with you to help you deliver to your end customer. What that does is, let's say if um, someone needs flowers delivered in the morning, that keeps our delivery fleet occupied in the morning delivering flowers. At lunch, some of the restaurants that we work with are obviously busy distributing lunch throughout London. We help with that. In the afternoon, it's retailers that are delivering, um, you know, shoes, um, you know, that really important item in your wardrobe that you need for this evening, delivering it to someone's office. Uh, then comes, you know, six, seven, eight, back to working with restaurants. So throughout the entire day, we're very busy. What that does is we create these, you know, just unbeatable efficiencies, which means we can, you know, creating those efficiencies, we then create cost savings ourselves, which we can then pass on to the customer in a very competitive price. And then lo and behold, that retailer can offer a more competitive delivery price to his end customer that is really, really, you know, yearning and hungry for 30 minute delivery. Yeah, yeah, great, great. I love it. To me, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a giant game of Jenga, I think. You know, just a really sophisticated giant game of Jenga. Yeah. Look, I, you know, I absolutely love that. I mean, you know, moving things back though, like, so obviously things have changed in the logistics market. Um, I want to say over five years, but really it's as short as a year. You know, expectations are high. You know, it's becoming more and more mainstream. This, you know, within the hour, you know, in your opinion, you know, how have things evolved? Not just here in the UK, you know, globally in the US, Canada, uh, Israel. You know, what's happening in the logistics market right now? Yeah, so um, I actually was recently at a trade show where uh, a gentleman had much more experience in the logistics industry than I do. Um, he said it very well. He said, so when he started in the world of logistics, maybe, you know, 20 or 25 years ago, um, it was, you know, you would get this fr from, you know, very top level leadership in the company. They would say, we need to ensure X with this budget and these resources. If you can do that, wonderful. Uh, if not, hey, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how things go next year for your promotion, etc. Um, something that I believe maybe the likes of Amazon is behind is the idea that logistics can actually be a competitive advantage. So um, two online retailers selling the exact same product, uh, one that can offer one hour delivery has a clear competitive advantage. Yeah, so how has it evolved? It's less of a something like, like this burden, like, oh, we have to find a way to offer delivery and more of, you know, how can we be really innovative? How can we be uh, applying new principles and thinking outside the box to make logistics, you know, really sexy, but also that could really meet the needs of our consumers. And in that sense, if you invest and you have that mindset of being innovative, Logistics goes from being this like, you know, maybe boring department within an organization to one that can really help you embrace this yeah, new yeah. always on consumer. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, speaking of innovative, right. So look, we, I think everyone's seen the, the drone delivery or the Amazon hoax. <laughs> I drone, thing this drone come up, yeah. Like, so, 
you know, realistically, talking about drone delivery and how that might move forward, you know, run me through that. Is it is it possible? Could it happen? Is it going to happen? I mean, what are your thoughts? Apart right. from just loving drones, by the way. Right, yeah. So I, I like drones. I'm a big fan of drones. Um, so I think drones are actually, you know, really interesting in the sense that uh, we've all seen those Amazon clips that are really cool, that they can carry items and drop them off um, at a tee. But look, the world of like innovative delivery, I think it's not going to be this world where in 10 years we only have drones or only have mopeds zipping through London. It'll be like this nice mix, like this nice portfolio where I think drones could be really useful in getting something delivered to suburban areas. You might need something from the city center uh, to ideally fly above traffic because we all know that can lead to unpredictable, you know, delivery times. Um, A drone could be really helpful with that. I think sometimes I I read an article about um, a company that's you know, using drones to help deliver much-needed medication, much-needed supplies to some remote area. So I think drones can be really useful like that. Um, in the meanwhile, though, do I think, you know, it's, it's really amazing how um, in this world of, like, you know, everyone is looking for, like, a really efficient way to get something delivered. And then things like, you know, having uh, mopeds, cyclists, like, relatively simple innovations, if you pair those with, like, really good geolocation technology like what we have at Stewart, that leads to really impressive, like, really impressive results, really happy customers. So my personal opinion on drones, I think it's very exciting. I think it's very cool. Um, I think their role will be a bit outside kind of dense urban areas. And uh, within dense urban areas, I think we're, you know, we we have a fleet of um, cyclists, cargo bikes, uh, which are really useful in a city like London, uh, mopeds, cars. And and we still think they have a lot of value to offer in a, you know, a dense area like London where the distances between store to home are still relatively small. Cool, cool. And look, I mean, before we kind of tie things up, I really wanted to kind of just talk a little bit about, um, you know, what what you know what do people a need to do to get in contact with you guys? And but b- before we whiz off there, you know, what does the onboarding process look like for you guys? So let's you know, hypothetically speaking, I'm a retailer. I think yeah, great. I need this competitive edge. Uh, what does the process look like from there all the way until you know full integration? Yeah, of course. So. Uh, let's say, for example, you are a retailer that sells shoes, right? And you have a couple of shops throughout London. Um, so it's relatively simple. There are, there are different ways that we can be helping you know, clients offer really speed delivery. So one is that we can just set you up with a tablet in store. It's literally as easy as turning on a light switch. You have our app. And if you, you know, every day get a few orders, whether it's online or customers walking in and saying, actually, I don't feel like carrying these, you yeah. know, these shoes back to the office, it's you know, as simple as just a couple of clicks and you've ordered uh, a moped, you've outlined the pickup point, the drop-off point, and you could even schedule in advance if that's easier. So I love that point, by the way. That's a really interesting one. So someone could come in store over lunchtime, right? They've bought a pair of shoes. The last thing they want to do is walk back in the office with uh, a shoe bag, yeah, yeah. okay? And and at the end of the day, they're probably, you know, they might be going out for a drink after work. They don't want to carry exactly. it around, but effectively they could there and then say, look, can can I bought these shoes now? I'll pay an extra whatever it is six, seven, eight, nine, ten pounds. Can you just drop it off at mine later? Is that how it could? Yeah, work? so it, it can be as simple as that. Uh, the other solution that we have, which is you know for you know really enterprises that are looking to automate you know this 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 you know last mile delivery challenge, is an API. So you know very simply integrated into your checkout flow. Um, you're buying a pair of shoes on the website, and you say you know what um, you know I'm buying. Uh, 
you know, playing football, playing five aside tonight, need these sneakers ASAP. And you could have them delivered to you, you know, within the hour or a time slot that works for you at the office before you jump off to, to go play in the evening. So that's the, the more like really scalable, fully automated way. Um, and then we obviously have as well as mo a mobile app um, that's maybe more suited for, you know, really uh, maybe smaller brick and mortar stores that they, you know, they have a phone in their pocket every now and then they need to make some orders. And it, it is just literally dead easy. I trust that you've probably tried it a few times. I have. I have. It's, it's certainly easy. You've certainly got enough drivers in London. Yeah, exactly. So I'm happy to hear that. So great. Look, because um, we're running out of time here today, you know, I think uh, before we finish, yeah, as I was going to say, so what, what is the best way for people to get in contact with Stuart, to get in contact with you? I mean, what does that look like? Yeah. So for one, I, I'd really encourage anyone who's interested in, you know, all things on demand. Um, we're more than happy to, uh, you know, to distribute and to discuss uh, the white paper that we've published. Oh, yeah. Great. So our website, Stuart.com. Check it out in there if you do want to get in touch with any of us. Um, or anyone from the team, uh, we have you know a very simple inquiry form. Don't worry, we keep an eye on it, um, and we're more than happy to get in touch with you to discuss you know any thoughts you might have, or if you think Stuart could really be helping you, um, you know, reach that customer in a way that they could be you know happier and get their deliveries very quickly because nobody likes hanging know, around a five-hour delivery slot on a Tuesday when you're at work, and then before Absolutely. you know it, it doesn't even get delivered. So if you're looking for that kind of solution, do you get in touch with us? Go on our website. And uh, again, I encourage all of you to read our white paper. And um, yeah, we'll be happy to discuss Good and, stuff. And, and hear what y'all think. Well, look, Dan, it's, um, it's obviously been a great laugh having you, having you on the podcast. Uh, super informative, super smart guy. Uh, look, thanks very much for coming down, Dan, and really appreciate you being it. Cool, cool. Thanks, Chess. Thanks for having me. Speak to you soon. Bye.